0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible, a truly magical way to experience your favorite books through oral tradition and storytelling. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash sexmagicpodcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash sexmagicpodcast for your free audiobook. Hello lovers, Tosca here. In this episode, Isabella and I had the pleasure of chatting with Vanessa Cuccia, who is a bit of a legend. Vanessa is the founder of Chakrubs, author of the book Crystal Healing and Sacred Pleasure, artist, musician, and champion of self-love. Isabella and I had such an incredible conversation about love. And healing, creativity, and she even shared with us a supernatural story that you have to listen to at the end. Also, please be patient with us and our audio as our conversation was a remote interview call. Thank you, loves. We hope you enjoy. Today we have Vanessa Cuccia and we are so, so excited. Vanessa, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So you are the founder of chakrabs, but you also do a million beautiful things. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I'd love to. Um, like you said, I'm the founder of Chakrubs. I also am the author of Crystal Healing and Sacred Pleasure, which is a book basically about the philosophy behind Chakrubs, which are, um, which Are basically sex toys made out of crystals. So it's all the philosophy behind utilizing a spiritual tool like crystals in your sexuality. I'm also a musician, and um, just today launched a new uh, magazine, actually platform called The Freak. F R Congratulations! Thank you.
2: (laughs) Thank you. What am I meant Um, to say?
1: Yes, yes, I know. I'm very, very excited about it because basically through through Chakrubs, through the website, you know, we have a blog. And so I, through evolving our own interests, we felt like we wanted to explore different topics that didn't necessarily fall under the umbrella of what people would necessarily go to the chakrabs blog for. So we had to create this new platform to explore many different things. So it's very exciting for us.
2: That is so wonderful. And, and is this, this through your, um, the music aspect? aspect, is that through, is that your, through your band, band uh, Virgin, our Virgin Thorns?
1: Thorns? No, that actually isn't really happening anymore. That was kind of an experimentation thing. It was more like a theater performance that had two, two shows. Um, That was an exploration of basically AI technology and religion and spirituality, and it was all under the skies of a band, and so our performance was very theatrical with a script and everything, but also music. It's kind of like a musical, but very low budget. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, so that's, that's, you know, we had a couple of shows and that was kind of it, but my music um, beyond that, I have a solo project. I'll be releasing my album next year, um, Pisces season 2020. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Vanessa you
0: are um, so creative and I think that's one of the things that I admire the most about you and it's so in line with being in tune with your sexuality
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like creativity (laughs) is like
0: in the rooted in the sacral and I'm just like
1: (laughs) I know it makes sense it's and it's like you know and I feel that a lot like I have it's funny because sometimes people ask me like, how, how do you do this and that and all these things? And it's because I've put so much focus on my sacral chakra and worked towards expressing it through, you know, the throat chakra. Like I feel very much so that I have cultivated so, so much energy that it, requires me to release it in in these ways so thank you for recognizing that because it it's it's been something where I've I've worked on that and towards that Mm -hmm. I feel feel like a
0: lot of our listeners listeners are familiar with chakra rubs and and definitely lust after after all of the beautiful beautiful products that you have and and I'm curious how did you discover that this was something you wanted to pursue?
1: And did you practice it before you started the business? Sure. So when I came up with the concept of shock rubs, it was when I was in my early 20s. I had recently moved to LA to pursue music, basically. Um, But I was about five or six yeah, five years into a relationship with somebody who I started to understand was not healthy for me, especially in the realms of my sexuality. I lost my virginity to him in a moment that I had not consented to. It wasn't, you know, it it was very confusing for me when that happened, and I... Kind of just shifted my understanding of of sex and love in that moment of of having sex for the first time to say, Well, I wanted to be in love the first time that I had sex with somebody, so let me instead of being angry at this person, let me just try to make it work with this person and fall in love with this person. so I ended up in a relationship with him for years and um, really subconsciously started uh, subconsciously was learning that pleasure wasn't a my pleasure wasn't a priority it was you know for him and I was really doing a lot of work to make myself fit into this mold of a person that he wanted and was really used a lot for his sexual gratification without any acknowledgement of my own but at this time when I moved to California I began to realize that I don't know. It was a, it was a sudden understanding that I was a quarter of my life done and I made a, I remembered before I had started becoming sexually active that I always thought that I was going to love sex. I was a very, you know, I was, I was so excited to one day have sex, but after being with this person who traumatized me in, in ways that I wasn't able to really feel pleasure, Um, I forgot that. So, so I knew that there was something that I needed to address when it came to sexuality. I knew that sexuality was something that I wanted so badly to enjoy because I felt like pleasure was, was something that we, we get as, as being humans, like in life, that was like a bonus, like, okay, like you're going to be a human and you're going to like go through all this this crazy stuff, but at least there is pleasure. (laughs) So I, you know, I made that realization. I was like, wait, this isn't okay that I'm in a relationship that I don't feel super connected to myself. So it kind of started me on this, on this journey and of a a spiritual and sexual um, awakening. I took a job at the pleasure chest, which is
2: a a oh, we really, love the pleasure chest. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, the pleasure chest is amazing, and I oh, I so saw much. a job posting for it, and I was like, let me put myself in the middle of this environment where, as you know, the people, the employees are all so knowledgeable and they're so mm-hmm. great and non judgmental and and all these things. So I kind of put myself in the middle of that of there and um, really started to learn about about things, you know, and I would. I, you know, I had a big discount at the store, and I would check out all all the different items that they had available and They had everything under the sun from the most uh luxurious sex toys to you know like kink items and you know just everything but i I knew that it wasn't just the orgasm that I was looking for, and the toys you know it it wasn't it wasn't so. It wasn't there was something missing from from these things that felt a little bit mechanical and mm. and I knew that it wasn't just an orgasm that I wanted. I, I needed to connect to myself more because I knew that in this relationship with this person, I had just been focused on him and really let go of of my own identity. And so with that understanding, I also invited a, a spiritual teacher into my home who was just traveling across you know he was a young spiritual teacher and he was traveling and and I um you know I basically hosted him in my extra bedroom and through that i I was learning a lot about crystals and energy and just meditating more and it was one night when I went with him to this woman's house who had a large collection of crystals that something just clicked inside my my head. I saw a, a crystal that was polished and shaped in as, you know, a wand which, you know, it, it was pointed, but I made the understanding that you could you could shape and polish crystals and I just the name chakras flew into my head as if the crystals mm-hmm. were telling me it's it's time to to be for us to be acknowledged that we could be used in this way, you know, and I just like felt this very visceral Desire to to work with crystals for self pleasure and to and it just made sense to me that if what I want is is both pleasure and connection to myself, that I could work with with this tool in order to to do that. So from there, the idea just kept um, formulating in my head, and I started talking to people about it, and and it made sense the more that I discussed it. And so it was, you know, a long process and a lot of work, but um yeah, and you asked me if I had, you know, used it be- beforehand and everything. When we got when I got the first prototypes um of them, I I did, you know, use my own my own products before we sold them and it was really amazing and I just knew I just knew that it was going to catch on because it, I, I just felt it. I felt like this was important and uh, it has been important for me and for many other people. So it was just like following that, that instinct
2: That's so beautiful, Isabella. Here for our listeners, I love how much you were just following the call of the universe and allowing that to be kind of in divine union with your own personal journey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, beautiful. it definitely felt like
1: that. It it
2: really, I mean, when I say that the name
1: chakras just popped into my head, it really did, and <laughs> it it was instantaneous and you know, like I said, I moved out to California to pursue music. I was also working. Um, I was teaching piano. I was in bands and, and doing this, but this idea persisted in a way like nothing else. And it was something that I just, I really knew I had to do. And it, I felt immediately on, on the path as soon as I stepped into this idea. And yeah, I, it, it opened up so many, so many doors. I never thought that (laughs) that was going to be something that I did or that would, (laughs) you know, bring me recognition or, or anything like that. But I think it was really meant to be. And I, um, yeah, I mean, that is something that is so beautiful because shock rubs itself is a lot about independence and, connecting to something greater than who you are and that's what it is as a product but for a business it's been like that for me as well.
2: That's so beautiful and one of the things that I really focus on and teach in my work as a sexuality jeweler is the importance of having a sovereign sexual relationship and particularly one Mm -hmm. that's deep and meaningful and and central. And I love so much in your work, how you talk about the sacredness of sex and how Mm -hmm. key it is to bring that into a one-on-one partnership with yourself and your crystal. I'm just wondering if you could speak a little bit on that for our listeners who perhaps aren't as familiar with the idea. Well, I, I do believe that the word
1: sacred needs to be addressed first because in my work when it what what it boils down to is the recognition that everything is sacred so long as you give it the attention that it is that to me is such a a pinnacle of spiritual understanding so when you start to become aware of your relationship to sex to your partner to yourself to spirituality, etc, you have to really um, really put this core understanding and uh, of that everything is sacred everything that you do is sacred it's just about recognizing that it is like I said, so even if you have trouble um, really deeply feeling like sex is this um, this powerful thing that or and you feel confused about your relationship to sex that confusion is sacred your relationship to it whether it's already seeing it as something that can move mountains or it's something that that scares you it's all sacred. (laughs) So I think that that's like really important. That's, and that's why it's a, it's a difficult thing to really understand. But, um, a lot of my work is about releasing shame when it, when it comes to sex. And so when we start to put sexuality on this pedestal, which it should be on, um, it's, Is almost like a little bit dangerous, I think, because if somebody um, doesn't really understand that wherever they are on their journey is important, they could start to feel less than or not you know not good enough and so just understanding that hey even if you like something that doesn't necessarily look like it's it's spiritual and and things that still is amazing and beautiful because it's you so I think like that is the most important part of of the work that I do when I when it comes to understanding sex is sacred it's that sacredness to me is going to look different to you and yet it's all beautiful because it's just all meaningful because we're here and it's just about like making that understanding
0: i love that that's That's so so beautiful beautiful. and i think it's so important what you said about like being present with the sacredness no matter what the journey Mm -hmm. um just like the 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 muck and the grime and, and when you're down and when things are confusing, like there totally is this medicine in those moments.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I do talk about self-love a lot because that, you know, that's the ethos of my brand. It's about yeah. self-love. It's, it's saying that. But I do feel like there's often this misunderstanding that that means that you're going to you know self love means that you wake up and you look in the mirror and you're like, "Oh, I'm so cute today or like whatever but but that's not really the case and what what actually happens is there's so much imperfection and there's there's you know so so many things that we're fighting against constantly because we're we are imperfect we We have pimples and we have insecurities, and we have uh, stomach aches and, you know, all these things. And we experience loneliness, we experience jealousy and we experience resentment and, and we can lie and we can fake orgasms and we can, you know, we can not try our hardest at things. And, and we do these things because we're human and self-love means just saying, I do those Things and that's okay. (laughs) It's saying that I still I can handle it. And self love is what it's not. Self love isn't what happens when you come to a place of just you know feeling like you have a crush on yourself all the time and in that like sparkly new new phase of life. It's it's really developing this this just. Um, really uh, underlying knowing that no matter what happens, you can, you could handle it. And it doesn't take away the dread of being lonely or, or insecurities or anything like, like that. It just takes away um, the agony of experiencing it. So you can look at these things that you experience and are, as just part of of your journey and and being a spirit experiencing these things and so it's kind of like this weird thing where you where you're connected to yourself but also you're looking at yourself objectively as a spirit mm-hmm. which i always you know which i think is is really important so yeah it's you know self self love is a is a really interesting topic i think and one to explore what it means to yourself but that's that is what it means for me Mm.
2: that's so lovely and I think the idea of this sort of intense mindfulness and presence and reverence for the everyday and the ups and downs not just the ups is something that our listeners will be able to really relate to and I think that feels a lot more approachable for people like it's nice to look at you know, I think self-love in a way can be a little bit limiting because then we feel like maybe we're not loving ourselves enough or in the right ways that we see on TV or in the media. And this, this shift, maybe perhaps more towards self-compassion, I think might be more mm-hmm. and helpful to people.
0: To all our sex magic podcast lovers, we are so excited to share with you our collaboration with Audible. For all our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And hit us up if you need a few book recs. You can DM us on Instagram or send us an email. What are you going to listen to? To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash podcast.
1: Yeah, I love. I love that. I think that that's good. I I feel like love in itself isn't something that we see as something that we can study. Emotions in general, you know, I, I think that there's a lack of of really value put it, placing value on emotions and love and relationships is such a. I think it's the most important topic
2: um,
1: (laughs) of human existence. And yet it's, it's not really revered as, as a skill. And I think that it is a skill that you have, that you can take time to, to learn and really developing your understanding of what love means, I think will, will help a lot of people Um, because it's, it's such an enigma. I mean, that's why there's billions of songs written on it and poems and you know statues dedicated to this this idea this this thing that is just yeah so mysterious yet we all feel and there's different forms and there's different ways of expressing it and and all these various components to it so i do think it's important for everybody to just take some some time and really try to understand their relationship to that feeling and to um to their understanding of that feeling and how to apply it into life. I just feel like that's such a key thing that gets um gets lost in our in mm-hmm. our world of trying to having to work all the time and, and be productive, you know? So yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: I actually am reminded of this thing I read a while back and it was a letter that Albert Einstein wrote to his daughter. And mm-hmm. he speaks about the most powerful force of all, which is love. And I just adore that a scientist like Einstein wrote right about this. And I just pulled mm-hmm. up a little quote we can like all ponder upon. When scientists looked for a unified theory of the universe, they forgot the most powerful unseen force. Love is light that enlightens those who give and receive it. Love is gravity because it makes some people feel attracted to others. Love is power because it multiplies the best we have. And allows humanity not to be extinguished in their blind selfishness. Love unfolds and reveals. For love, we live and die. Love is God and God is love.
2: (laughs) I love that. That's so beautiful, (laughs) Toyska. But Mm. it's so
0: true. Like we go about our lives and like kind of disregard that this force is really the most powerful Mm. of all and why we are here. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's also something that we can practice. You know, there's there's a book um, by Eric Fromm. I think it's called um, Love. Love is an art, and I really do believe that. And it, it's something that you practice, just like any other art form, mm-hmm. because it's so. It, you know, it it's it's so rewarding to to have a little bit more of an understanding of how to conjure up that, that feeling from within. And that's what, you know, crystals have helped me with that. That's like what my, what my kind of practice was, was using uh, crystals to better understand that energy comes from within me. And I could conjure up feelings of compassion. I can conjure up feelings of peace and love, you know, from just because it's, within me that's that's the whole um that's the whole meaning of of chakras in a very symbolic sense um but I think that yeah once you figure figure that out and and practice practice that life becomes more digestible (laughs) it's, (laughs) it's messed up as we all know it's so it's so crazy and it's going to knock you down no matter, no matter what, but having this tool that you, that you know is within you, which is love. It just, it helps. And anything that we could do to help us that doesn't harm us or anybody else is, is worth taking the time to look
2: at. Oh man, you have us both tearing up over here.
1: <laughs> We're just like staring
0: at each other with tears in our eyes.
2: It's <laughs> It's so beautiful and I couldn't have planned it better segue for my next question, which is I've experienced some really profound healing from my past sexual trauma with some different modalities and one of them definitely was using chakras. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering if you could speak a little on how chakras and crystals and, and chakra work in general can help with sexual trauma and shame and it sort of feels like we're touching on that a little bit with this Mm -hmm. deep well of love but I would just love to get your thoughts
1: yeah absolutely um yeah I mean it's it's different for for everyone um crystals themselves I I do think that there is a mystical aspect to crystals and when you work with something like that it it has a magical um it has a you know a magical um reaction uh to to any situation in your life but for me and what i really like to put focus on is working with with chakras um i think really helps on different Levels, one being the subconscious level, so I believe that we go through life understanding and taking in messages through symbols, and so to me, chakras and, and crystals and sexuality and our um, anatomy is all symbols, so for example, it's like me I, for, i'll use myself um, I was learning that my body was a place for my boyfriend at the time to enjoy. Um, My body was for his pleasure. Um, I had to wake up to, to um, him using me as, as a sex object, because that, that to me was was important to keep my, my relationship healthy. So I, I was, I was learning that subconsciously because I was, I was, you know that's what was happening so when i started using chakras, this is a beautiful crystal from the earth that i was placing inside of my body and feeling pleasure from it so on a subconscious level i was starting to learn that my body is a place for things that i want to put inside of it and a place for beautiful things not just um a boyfriend's penis <laughs> and it and it had nothing to do with anybody else but me and so working with that and starting to put this beautiful crystal inside of myself helped me change my my subconscious belief that i that i had been Um, you know, that, that started getting stuck. I I changed that to, to something where, no, my, my body is my own and it's a place for things that I want to put inside of it. So on a subconscious level, I think that's something that, that happens naturally um, with crystals. And the fact that, um, you know, they are, they are crystals. Um, They do things like they, uh, they facilitate energy movement within us. So, you know, there's there's something to be said to learn how to acknowledge the energy that's at play when you're experiencing sex, right? It's not just, um, you know, physical body. It's, it's what's underneath that, the emotions that are included and the energy that's included. And, you know, to to just working with a crystal knowing that it can facilitate energy movement you start to become more aware of that oh I um you know I feel I you know we can all do it it's like you could you could start to put if you imagine some sexual scenario that's arousing to you in your head you start to feel it in your genitals, it's like, that's moving energy. That's taking a thought form and putting it into like a physical form. So it's like working with a crystal, you start to understand that more, right? And so it's just, you know, it's just starting to open yourself up to these possibilities of energy and working with your subconscious understanding of, of symbols to be in your favor rather than against you. And, um, because you're, it's also just like a very pleasurable object, like without any of that, the, the spiritual aspect of it, chakras are just really amazing sex toys. And so you're receiving like an instant gratification of immediate pleasure, but you know that there's also something else happening. There's, there's transformation happening just because you've identified this object as something that's going to open you up to healing.
2: That is so beautiful. And the idea of how holy the object is and combining it with yourself, sort of elevating you even on that subconscious level is so resonant. And I think sometimes when we're working through sexual trauma or or any type of shame, it it is that sort of subconscious or unconscious conditioning you're talking about where if you can work on that level, it can be really impactful.
0: So I'm curious, do you have a sex magic practice or what is your spiritual practice looking like these days?
1: Well, so these days, I think actually for the past year. <laughs> I have been doing something which is nothing. <laughs> 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 I actually, um, yeah. For I last year I moved, uh, and I really have been feeling like I needed to release myself from from focusing too hard on, on things. So basically it's kind of like an anti mindfulness year that I've had, but I'm starting to, to, um, shift again. But for the past year I've been really just not doing anything. And I, and I know that that sounds strange or, or maybe not the answer that you wanted, but I realized that I had done so much work. I healed a lot. Of stuff. And so I made this understanding that I needed to basically, I felt like I was reborn, right? I I recognized that I healed so many things, I released so much shame, I did so much personal spiritual work um, that I had a rebirth. And basically, through this rebirth, I said to myself, well, if I was reborn, then i need to allow myself to be a child and children just run around and don't give a crap about anything that they're doing they are just you know they're they're just living and they're themselves they're, they uh, they don't realize that oh i you know i shouldn't be jealous of this person because jealousy isn't very evolved no they see a kid getting a gift and they're like, I want that. Like, why don't I have that? (laughs) And that's an important part of the process. So I basically released myself from, from looking at my, my actions too, too much. And I said, I'm going to learn what I need to learn, even if I'm not understanding what the lesson is. And also I think to kind of release the mindfulness attitude of, okay, what am I doing? What does this mean? Where am I going? And all these things. Um, I was able to really see where I was at naturally. So without this kind of parental voice in my head of, okay, Vanessa, you need to like, when, when you, um, when you orgasm, you need to be thinking of what you want to manifest. I just kind of like released release that that voice in my head that was saying that everything needed to to be meaningful and just allowed myself to to do whatever came naturally and that's how I really was able to gauge where I was at on my journey so now I feel like okay I I did this thing I have just kind of been running free for this past year now where am I at and where I'm at now is I'm focused on romantic partnerships. And, and I think that, you know, this, this past year I was, I was single. I wasn't, you know, I dated here and there, but nothing like I was looking at seriously. And so right now, what my, my practice is, is really looking at what do I want from a relationship? What do I want from a romantic partner? And um, it's, it's new, but I'm starting to understand that I took so much time to to heal so many things within myself and practice self love so in- intensely. But I did that on my own a lot, and so now that I've I've really looked at what kind of traumas that were embedded, and I looked at um, you know these these the, the, um, these events that have, that have shaped me in my life and and released things that that aren't necessarily true to to my core, but you know, but true to like those those events. I, I look at all those things and now I'm saying that I need to go a little bit further and look at myself with another person. So I don't know if that's clear. Like, let me. So it's like. <laughs> I did so much work looking at myself, but I was alone. And it's it's almost easier to love yourself when you're alone because you don't have a mirror as another person showing you all these things. So now I'm focused on putting myself out there a little bit and entertaining the idea of being in relationships. And through that, that's my next kind of spiritual practice is is looking at myself while somebody else is looking at me, which I think is very scary. Um, but necessary and it's the next kind of step in my process
2: yeah I think relationships can be such immense mirrors for us like all types of interpersonal relationships and it's like it's so hard sometimes to to witness yourself through the eyes of another but it can really really expand you I'm if for any of our listeners that haven't checked out Vanessa's personal Instagram, not the Chakras business one. They should, because (laughs) your words are so beautiful. I have gotten teary-eyed and definitely shed a tear or two over your incredible writing. I mean, to me, it's poetry, but I also know you do a lot of like songwriting, so I don't want to overstep and, and define your work for you. But I'm wondering you mentioned earlier in the episode about how your work with the sacral chakra has influenced your work. Do you use crystals for your throat chakra to have these beautiful expressions, through music and poetry, or how has that sort of come about with your incredible voice?
1: Yeah, definitely. And and thank you so much. I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, but, yeah, so I definitely... The chakra system makes a lot of sense to me. I like that it's very organized and basically, you know, the, the seven, um, energy centers deal with different areas of our, of our lives. Um, I have put definitely a lot of focus on healing my root chakra and my sacral chakra, because that's, that's where I had experienced a lot of, um, Difficulty in my past, like I said, so I had done that work through through chakras a lot. Chakras, you know, vary in in the different crystal types, but no matter, and different crystal types are associated with different energy centers. But no matter what, because we're using them as sexual objects, they're going to have an effect on our root and our sacral chakras. Our throat chakra is actually connected to our sacral chakra. Um, So yeah, the sacral is the area, um, you know, like four inches below your belly button. And and that's where we house our, um, our creative force. And the throat chakra is where that creative force actually gets expressed. So for me, um, working on the sacral chakra and then working on the, the throat chakra is very combined because when I engage in, in sexual acts or, or pleasure, I am also engaging my throat chakra through means of like using my voice to moan certain certain tones or, or various things. And then when I'm singing, I'm also working on my, my sacral chakra. So it's like a very connected thing for me. So whether whether i'm singing or whether i'm experiencing sex i know that they're they're both connected and it they both go through the heart and that's always very connected to to whatever i do as well um so i i do work with um crystals for the throat chakra very simply i will just basically place a crystal that is That is good for the throat chakra on my throat. I wear a labradorite necklace around my neck um, when I need to perform or or, uh, record or something like that. Um, But I think that beyond that, it's just that, like I said, I know that these things are connected. So whether I have these tools or not, I know that working on one of these things helps the other and, and vice versa.
0: Does that make sense? Totally, totally. I um, went through a plant medicine apprenticeship program and we did the chakras as like systems of the body. So learning about the herbs that correlate with like the sacral and Mm. with the throat. And there really is such a deep connection with the throat and the sacral. And it's, it's about expression. It's about setting boundaries. I mean, well, that's a little bit more rude, Mm -hmm. but again, connected. But it's just so Mm -hmm. powerful to have that like awareness of your needs and what Mm -hmm. you say about your needs. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that like, it's just, it's really magical to have that like awareness of self. And that's something that I keep hearing in this conversation is that you know how to heal yourself and you know yourself so well that you know that this year you needed to be like a child in play you know, Mm -hmm. like now you're ready to go into this next transition and like have that relationship be a mirror to continue your path. And like, everything is just so aligned for you. And what I'm hearing just like, because you know yourself so well, and because you're so connected to like spirit or energy or God or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That you really have that inner guidance that's like being supported by like the spirit realm as well. Um, And I think that's something like we we keep like trying to get our listeners to like understand like sex magic is going to look so different for every person mm-hmm. and like you really are the leader of your own spiritual journey and like to only listen to yourself and your intuition and what we share is like hey ideas guidance you know never know right. maybe you'll pick up something that sounds cool and you'll try it but um I just I love that like what I've heard so much from you is just like how empowered you are in your
1: unique self. Right, thank you. Yeah, I think that the the core value of of everything in all of our work is is like you said, it's it's uh it's saying you have the power. I mean, that's it's a um it's a theme that is so present in in so many stories that we've that we've all been exposed to you know the wizard of oz dorothy walks the yellow brick road in yes. order to find <laughs> you know to to find the emerald city with the you know with the wizard that will give her the power to go home but she had the power within herself all along the journey was important she met friends that you know showed her new things she grew and and everything but she she had the power all along but she still had to go on that journey and that's what it's all about and I think that that's just what we're all doing and when you're when you're called to do this work it it is really beautiful because we um I mean these topics are so expansive that no matter how much you learn about it there's so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. So for me it's all about like hey I am just going through this right alongside you and saying this is what I'm learning right now and what I could I know that the the most important thing that I could do is just share that and and be really honest about where where I'm at which is not far, (laughs) you know, it's not like, I don't feel like I've, I, you know, (laughs) there's, there's so many people that I, that I look up to on their paths and, and, you know, I, I see, you know, places that I'd like to go, but I, but I do know the value of where I'm at for other people to, to, um to be exposed to my journey and what I'm doing. So that's the best that we could do is just really, be honest, like me saying, like, I haven't really done much this year in terms of like spiritual growth or spiritual work. Like, I don't, you know, it's, I know that that's kind of like, maybe gonna, it could something like that could hurt my brand, quote, unquote, you know, it could hurt, you know, what, maybe people will not want to look to my, my company for guidance, because they feel like, oh, well, you haven't, you haven't done anything, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but to me, what's more important than that is saying, that's honest, you know, it's, it's just, that's, that's what I did. And it's like I said before, where I made that understanding, that realization, that acceptance, that everything is sacred. So even me being kind of like not mindful for a year and being, you know, cut loose and in my life and being, you know, just whatever, that in itself was an important part of my, my journey. And if that's where somebody else is, then they could, they could take that and feel, oh, this is important. Even though I'm, I don't know what's going on. I'm doing my best and that's an important part of the journey. So yeah.
2: So I don't know. <laughs> I have to say, I actually, it's something I really love about you and really admire how much you do things and like, don't give a fuck about what, how <laughs> it affect your brand. Like I remember you did one post on your personal Instagram. I think about after you had been talking about your music a little bit more that people were kind of unsettled and it's just such a <laughs> integral part of who you are. And I think it's really important, particularly in this um, wellness space, that we are able to be mm-hmm. whole people and not just one exactly modality.
0: Yeah, something I wanted to bring up and had like been speaking with Bella about before this was that I really look up to you as like an entrepreneur because you have stayed so true to yourself, and because there are so many people now like going into the spiritual wellness, like mystical business space. I was wondering like Mm -hmm. how do you stay grounded, or how might you suggest someone else stay grounded? In that entrepreneurship in the spiritual community.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I business is such a trippy thing, um, and I feel like a common theme through this conversation is uh, just really being true to your values. So like finding out what you value the most and just making sure that that's at the core of anything that you do. So it's like, for me, I could say that acceptance is a major value for me. Um, and so I let that guide a lot of what I choose to do in, in my personal work and, and through my business. Um Staying grounded in business in the spiritual realm I mean it'll do that to you no matter what because business will will show you it businesses I think everybody should should start a business I think it's a great learning tool uh, and, and and you do learn a, a lot about yourself um, when you start a business whether you whether you try to or not, it's going to show you um, about yourself because you are getting this, this feedback um, from, from putting things out there. Um, I think, you know, one of the main, main lessons to learn when starting a business and how to keep grounded is just make sure that you always, you, you do things from the heart and, you know, when you, when you start a business, you come up with an idea, the more true you are to it being something that is meaningful to you, the better it will be received because that energy is what people feel and sense more than I think whatever product you're putting out there. So, uh, you know, I think, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, just like staying true to your core values and putting out things that are are, um, close to your heart, I think is the best thing to do. And no matter what, being in business will end up grounding you because no matter what, business will push you on your ass a bunch of times because it's hard. (laughs) So you will, you know, it's a humbling experience and it's a learning process because having a business, you you know, I've failed so many, I've tried so many things, I've failed so many times, but I always come back to my heart and that's when, when things work out. So no matter what, it'll ground you. I, I do believe that. That's
2: so, that's such fantastic advice for everyone, absolutely myself included. <laughs> I know that this episode is going to be really immense medicine for all our listeners. Mm-hmm. I have a very Thanks. selfish personal question <laughs> that I don't know. if Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you um, for a while, because I read an interview with you where you mentioned super briefly that when you were younger, your mother had a paranormal experience. And ever since I read that, <laughs> I've just been burning and wanting to ask you what that was.
1: <laughs> yes. Ooh. I, I, yeah, see it that's good research because nobody asks me about that and it is something really important to the story that I hope to to do more uh talks like about that so thank you for asking that wow, question I feel but... so lucky we get to hear I know I'm so excited <laughs> i been wanting
2: to know this for so long
1: <laughs> yeah um so oh god I mean so I think that there's a lot to the story, so um, I have to con- condense it a great deal, um, but I'll just preface it with saying that you could look up um, my mother's name, um, which is M- Maria Cuccia, and you can find, actually, old radio interviews that she's done where she speaks in depth about her experience. Um,
2: Well, that's what I'll be doing the rest of my day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, you could you could find that. So she, when I was uh, young, um, like uh, four years old, my mother had a experience that many would describe as an alien abduction experience, and um, so she had. Okay, so she. My mother was pregnant and um, she went to the doctor and they, you know, she was like in her second trimester and the, and the doctor felt, you know, did a sonogram and they said, Oh, this is a very strong heartbeat. I bet you're, you know, it's probably going to be a boy. Like this is a very, you know, strong heartbeat and, you know, made that comment. Um, the next night, my mom started to experience um, um pain and um things like that you know blood she was bleeding and um you know she was having a miscarriage, so she went um to the hospital and you know ha- you know she was confirmed that she was having a miscarriage, and you know they they did the procedure and everything, okay, so she went home the next day she gets a call, a frantic call from a nurse saying, you have to come back to the hospital. You have to come back. She's like, what, what's wrong? And she said, well, we removed the, um, the placenta, I guess. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I guess that's what it is like the the sac. Um, But there was no fetus inside. We think the fetus is still inside of you.
2: What? So she, no
1: <laughs> so, so she went back to the doctor and, um, They could not find a fetus. So that was eight years prior to this event that I'm talking about, but it's important information. So that was a medical mystery, basically, which my mother has had a few um, more since then, like medical mysteries, not like that, but there was another time where she, she, it was discovered uh, through a different... Type of surgery that she had four fluid filled sacs in in her uterus that nobody had ever seen before, and we to this day don't know what they were. But so um, so she experienced that. But anyway, after eight years after this miscarriage, now I'm born. I'm I'm four years old. Um, at this time, she one evening uh, woke up sc- screaming as she you know just she had a an experience where she felt like she was brought to this other realm she saw um she saw it's <laughs> i'm trying not to, it's hard to use words sometimes when i'm speaking about this because it's not my story to tell so i'm trying to do honor to to my mother by by expressing it but she saw beings basically and um one of one of the being beings brought forward a um a smaller being that uh, basically they said, this is your son. His name is Elijah. And he was around eight years old. And that's like a very Elijah. Yeah. So that's a very short, you know, version of her, the experience that she explained. So after, you know, she woke up in bed, in bed screaming, and and this was a very scary experience for her. She didn't know what was going on. But after this happened, my mom developed clairvoyance. She would stop people on lines at the grocery store and be like, Excuse me, I'm sorry, but um, I don't know why I'm saying this, but your sister wants you to wear the sapphire ring. And the person on the grocery line would be like, Oh my god, my sister passed away a year ago, she left me a ring, but I haven't put it on. Things like that. She, she, she was you know just starting to get all these messages, one of them being. That she, my mom was a classically trained pianist and she taught piano to all the neighborhood children. My mother was a housewife, her, you know, married to a doctor, had three kids and, you know, suburban, suburban house and, you know, beautiful neighborhood, very, very normal, quote unquote. But she started to wake up in the middle of the night and go into her piano studio and write atmospheric, uh, meditation music that she, you know, she started hearing music in her sleep and started writing this meditation music and, um, just having more and more experiences, helicopters actually would fly over our house. You could ask our neighbors, there was like weird things like that were happening. We, uh, I saw lights beaming from, from my ceiling and I would have dreams. And, you know, there was like this weird, paranormal energy in our house my father um didn't know what was happening here's his his wife who was like you know this suburban housewife <laughs> type that all of a sudden was getting messages even about him there were some um things in in their marriage that my mom was starting to to see clear as day that she was becoming aware of that she wouldn't there was no way that that she would know and you know these things were being exposed um, because of her clairvoyance, but um, it was it was upsetting to to my dad a lot and and to my mom. She didn't know what was happening, so she actually she went to psychologist. She was hoping that she was going to be, you know, told that she had schizophrenia. But the doctors said she, she she's normal. She there's nothing wrong. She's she's smart. She's not like crazy. She just like. She's remembering these things, not as a dream. She's remembering these things as like an actual occurrence. She went to hypnotherapists who like were freaked out by the recounts of like what her experience was. She went on TV with other, this is what was interesting. She went on TV with like other people that experienced similar things and started to meet more people that were experiencing very similar Things to her a lot of people that had this experience of of having a miscarriage and then you know years later having an abduction experience where they're shown a child and also had three daughters which my mom does so just like a lot of strange things like that were happening in my house so there was there's this mystery that happened when I was a child revolving around this occurrence um, and this boy named Elijah, who everybody in my family actually can, you know, has dreamt about and has, feels like this ethereal being that we don't really understand what it is. My mom will never say that she had an alien abduction experience. She'll never say she saw an alien. She'll never say that. She'll just, she's very diplomatic when she talks about it. She's a brilliant woman and she knows how to explain that this was a mystery and that's all it was. So being brought up in this environment where we had to really be open to, we don't really know what happened, but something did. Um, You know, it scared me a lot as a young child. And I think that's why I I started to like crystals because to me, crystals are something tangible I can touch, but still connect me to other realms. I mm. used to be terrified of seeing creatures in my home, as, and because I would feel it, I didn't want to see anything. But um, you know, because it scared me. So things that are tangible—that—that's my type of spirituality. Um, but yeah, my mom going going through this really open had to open us up that there's other possibilities in this world.
0: That is one of the most intense stories.
2: I have goosebumps. <laughs> Me too. I am like, we, toast and I just sat here staring at each other and like showing each other out goosebumps. Like, oh my God, that was, I have never been so glad I asked the question.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you asked it. Uh, you know, I, it's such a fascinating thing. And for a while, I think that, you know, my, my mother, uh, now, so my father is a, is a chiropractor. He's a doctor. I said, a doctor of chiropractic. Um, but he's also an inventor. He invented a non-surgical medical device to straighten the spine, which is very associated with the chakra system. But my mother is the CEO or, uh, you know, yeah. Of the company that sells his machine around the world. And so she, you know, is a very serious businesswoman. And I think that for a long time, she didn't want this, story to to really be exposed. I think she was worried about being seen as, you know, crazy to, you know, or or anything. But what's cool is is recently this ha- is coming up to the surface more and more and she she's starting to to feel like she wants to share her story and and me and mm-hmm. my sisters are are talking about actually you know making something about this story um whether it's a netflix series or a movie or something we do feel like there's so much to this story and it's it i mean i gave you such a one percent to it um but i do think that it's it's going to start coming out more so it's cool that you asked I wish we could talk to you
0: all day, honestly, (laughs) Um, but we do have a limited amount of time. And I really want to ask our final question, which we we ask every guest. And that is if you could give your younger self a little piece of advice, whether it be about sexuality, spirituality, the combination of the two, what would you say?
1: I would say, (laughs) Address your anxiety as soon as you can. <laughs> I really feel like that is the one thing that is a, um, a hindrance a lot of times that doesn't need to be there. And I think that if I if I knew that that was that was something to that I could address at a young age, um, I would have I would save a lot of self induced torment. So I, mm. I think that's what I would say.
2: Oh, that is so beautiful. Among so many so other wonderful. things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like we could definitely talk to you all day. And for our listeners who who have never heard about Shark Rabs before, because I guess they've been living under a different type of rock, uh head to the blog, check it out. There's some amazing resources there. We'll put a link in the show notes to the blog that I wrote for Shark Rabs on how to include your partner in a crystal free way (laughs) but thank Thank you you. so much for coming on because I know your time is so valuable and this episode is going to be so valuable to our listeners
1: I'm so happy and thank you so much for having me and yes we we can get together also another time I'm sure and talk more Uh, (laughs) yes just come over anytime yes all right well thanks again
0: Hey there, Tosca here. So I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you all about how you can support the Sex Magic Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Pretty much everything is under Sex Magic Podcast. You can also find us at sexmagicpodcast.com and we have all of our links there. But most importantly, we recently launched our Patreon and it's really important to support us because our collective of co-hosts offers a diverse perspective on sex and magic. Though we each come from various backgrounds and cultures, our unifying passion is to empower and explore sexuality, spirit, and the occult in a safe and approachable environment. Each week we offer a new episode on a fresh subject in the realm of spirituality and sexuality. We interview a variety of guests from authors to psychologists to witches and beyond. We strive to share content that is educational, inspirational, and mystical. So join us on our journey through sex magic by supporting the work we do. Every dollar goes towards propelling us forward and will allow us to continue creating podcasts. By supporting our podcast, you'll join our community and be part of the conversation. Our Patreon patrons will gain access to various resources, rituals, recipes, and behind the scenes access. With more funding for our sex magic podcast, Coven can dedicate more time to crafting sacred offerings to our supporters. Sex magic courses, videos, spell books. And we really would love for you to be part of our sexy little coven. So I also wanted to take a moment to shout out a few of the patrons we have so far. Shout out to Melina Beatrice and to... Meredith Andrews thank you so so much and also a shout out to my boyfriend and to my mom thanks y'all for supporting means a lot (laughs) so follow us on Instagram Facebook Twitter our website and support us on Patreon we love you and we want to continue offering these amazing podcast episodes and we're so grateful to do that and have your support